Welcome to A Brief Chat. I'm Jason Crane. You can find this show at abriefchat.com and become a supporter if you so choose. It would greatly help me. Today is Wednesday. It's the 18th of September, 2019, and I'm joined again by David Rovix, singer and songwriter, who you'll find at davidrovix.com. David, welcome back. Thank you. You are, uh, this seems to almost always be true, but you are in the process of uh, making a new record. And I just wanted to ask you, is there a particular uh, thematic focus for this record or a particular instrumental focus uh, band-wise? Or tell me a little bit about what it's going to be like. The, I mean, there's always the focus of new material that has never been recorded in a studio, but more the focus for this coming project is really... um, uh, the the musicians and the vocalists involved. Well, the vocalists are musicians, but basically, uh, three part harmony is a big part of what's what's going to be happening. And musicians uh, uh, from Ireland. I, mean, I I hesitate to say Irish musicians because I don't know if they're all you know. I, but they live in Ireland anyway. And uh, uh, so that that's uh, it, it's uh, my friend uh, Paul McAdam in, uh, in in Dundalk in Ireland uh, has a little studio there and and um, I was thinking about actually sort of almost planning on getting to the planning stages of some kind of studio project for the fall somewhere in Europe um, but then um, it became clear it would be in Dundalk when he made the offer to uh, have us all there and. Yeah, there's going to be a singer uh, coming from Australia and another from Scotland. And basically we're going to, that's the core of the thing is this uh, wonderful arrangements that Lorna McKinnon is a choir director from Glasgow who I've worked with a whole bunch of wonderful singer and songwriter herself as well. But she's a great arranger of vocals and instrumentalists and stuff. So so she'll be basically producing and um, yeah. Are all I don't people, know what it's going to turn out like. But. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Are, are all the people on the record mm-hmm. people that you've worked with before? No, um, but um, uh, basically just Lorna as far as uh, I've worked with Lorna. And um, the uh, album, a live album I made in 2016, uh, which, I mean, it's only online, but it's uh, these days that's normal, right? It's uh, called Live, at Rust, live in Ross Trevor. That's um, a live album where she's singing with me throughout but this will be a studio project involving her vocals and also other vocalists and instrumentalists and uh, you're i mean you're always writing new material as evidenced by uh, you know your your podcasts and uh, your online presence but uh, once it was clear that this was going to be something with vocal harmonies uh and an arranger working with it did you gear any writing specifically toward that kind of performance, maybe in, in a different way than you might if it was just you singing and playing the guitar? I definitely, I mean, I was, I don't know, basically is the answer, but I definitely did that uh, for years uh, when I was touring a lot with another uh, uh, with another singer. Then it was constantly on my mind because we were touring together, like, how is this going to sound with Allie um, singing with me? And uh and that definitely had a huge impact on my songwriting. And during those years, around 2002, 2003, I wrote a lot of stuff uh, with choruses that were good for, uh, you know, big vocal sound. But I, lately, it was, it's more like I'm, I'm thinking a lot about the stuff I've written in the past two or three years that could work well for this album um, because of the 
arrangement uh, possibilities. So I'm guessing that there might be songs uh, that have already been uh, recorded in a more solo acoustic kind of way that, that might end up on this album because they're going to work so well for the vocals. And uh, actually, both Kamala and Lorna, the, the uh, other uh, singers, have already been working on arrangements and song choices without me so I, I you know it's kind of um <laughs> i have i have a lot of input in this process but it's definitely not just uh, my thing you know it's it's an album of my songs but it's not just uh, it's these choices are not just my choices as far as the the production and the choices of songs and that sort of thing that's cool though because i, I mean it, it, at least to, to my way of thinking it seems like it will give a lot more investment in the project to the other people to not just be handed a bunch of stuff and say sing this Absolutely. That's what's so exciting about it for me is, uh, which is also why it's happening in Ireland. Otherwise, if if it weren't, uh, it would be much more practical to do it in the Portland area where I do most of my recording since I moved to Portland. Uh, but when you have a situation like other musicians that are excited to do a project together, then you know, make it more convenient and do it somewhere that's, <laughs> Ireland's a lot closer to Scotland. So that works better. Is there a, or will there be a way for people to be involved in the making of this album to support you in making it? Oh yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, DavidRovix.com. If people go uh, basically look at the bottom of the page, there's a link to the fundraiser for this project, and it is uh, going well enough that uh, it'll be happening. But it's certainly not uh, not getting the donations that I was, uh, you know, vainly hoping for. But that's usually the case. Uh, can but you mention... uh, more support. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry. No, it's okay. More support would be great. <laughs> so everybody go give your money to David. That's my, that's my advice. Yeah, um, uh, speaking of giving, uh, giving their money to you, I mentioned in, in passing and closing one of the shows um, about your kind of sustaining supporters uh, effort, which is a, a really cool idea. I think it, it, you were to my way of thinking a, a, an early proponent of this, this kind of support of the arts, although we see it a lot now, I think, especially in the podcasting world. But can you talk about mm. how you started garnering regular supporters and and what kind of difference that makes for you as a as a professional musician? Yeah, I think um, my um, the pattern that followed with how I make a living has been followed by many, many other uh, musicians. And for me, I kind of was, I guess, a bit ahead of the curve, kind of doing these things before they became sort of platformized, um, not to say anything negative about platforms, but this is, um, you know, very, very useful. But I I was doing the crowdfunding thing before Kickstarter uh, because nobody, you know, very few people were buying my albums anymore because people don't buy albums anymore. But I still wanted to spend $10,000 on a studio recording. And so I found the only way to do that was to crowdfund the money because I sure don't have that kind of money laying around. And then um, basically after a while, I realized that even crowdfunding for the recording projects wasn't good enough because I still needed to pay the rent. And it used to be that you recorded albums and they not only paid for themselves as far as the recording costs, but they also paid you rent, you know, when you toured and sold them. So then I came up with this idea, which wasn't my idea, but my accountant told me about uh, another artist that she had heard of who was doing this thing. And so I just did exactly what my accountant described. And I don't even know who this other artist was, but um, basically the idea uh, was people sending you 50 bucks a year and 
getting music for free anyway, which they'd get anyway for free, um, but throwing in some extra exclusive uh, digital perks and whatever. And I set up this thing, uh, not necessarily thinking that it might uh, work, but it did. It worked really well. A lot of people were, uh, you know, uh, realized that it was necessary, I guess. And, and I got a lot of uh, people signing on that. Again, not as many as I was hoping for, as with most of the crowdfunding campaigns. But it's uh, it's made a huge difference for me and, and for some other artists who have managed to make it work. I, I think most artists who try it... Um, don't make it work because they're not good enough at begging. They're too apologetic about it. And maybe they don't have a big enough audience. I don't know. Uh, but I, I feel like we hear about the the crowdfunding campaigns and the uh, subscription campaigns that work. And we don't hear so much about the ones that don't work. You know, the ones that make the news are like, Oh, she had, you know, she asked for a thousand supporters and within three days she had a thousand supporters. And isn't that amazing? And you know, that is amazing. And how about the other hundred artists who in the same period were trying to do the same thing and then got three supporters, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they don't make the news. <laughs> no, oddly enough. <laughs> uh, we are uh, drawing to a close here, but will you remind folks uh, when and where you'll be on tour? Generally speaking. Oh yeah. I'll be on tour for most of the fall. Um, if, in the Northeastern U S Midwestern U S uh, all over England and Scotland and a little bit in Germany. In Ireland. And I encourage people to go to davidrovix.com where you can become a sustaining supporter. You can find out about uh, David's tours. You can buy his records, uh, all of which I highly encourage you to do. Well, uh, as you know, it's always a pleasure for me whenever I get a chance to uh, talk to you and have you all on one of these weird projects of mine. And I'm really glad you did it again. Thanks, David. Me too, Jason. Thank you. This is A Brief Chat. I'm Jason Crane. You can find this show at abriefchat.com. You can support the show in two major ways. One is monetarily, and there are uh, three ways to do that at the salt of the earth, pepper of the earth, or soy sauce of the earth levels, for which you get various bonus things. Uh, but also, another huge thing you can do, and this is especially uh, great for folks who maybe can't afford to support financially, and that is to tell other people, because nothing spreads any kind of artistic or journalistic endeavor like word of mouth. So I encourage you to tell your friends uh, share it online, or if you're one of those weirdos who still talks to people, you can mention it to them face-to-face. -face. I love you. A better world is possible. <laughs>